You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. It is Thursday, July 25th, 2019. This is your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thank you for joining us today. It kind of feels like the first day of school. The Jets are back at training camp today. It is the first practice. Things are scheduled to get underway this morning. And that means we're back here on this show. You know, we were operating on a reduced summer schedule, but now we're going to be back daily, Monday to Friday. So uh, this will be our kind of, it's kind of like the, the season premiere, so to speak. Uh, we'll go through the NFL season, through the off season, and, you know, hopefully it'll be a good one for the Jets. Hopefully it'll be a successful season. I think we, we all deserve a successful season. The Jets have not had one of those in quite a while. Uh, um, obviously, it's a year where there are expectations because Jets spent a lot of money this offseason. Jets spent, you know, gave out around $120 million in guaranteed money. Well, when you do that, you better get results. Um, obviously, year two of Sam Darnold, you know, you have your young quarterback with now a year under his belt. So, um, you know, you're hoping to see him make a bit of a leap uh, in this second season. And obviously, you have the new coaching staff. And, you know, when the Jets hired Adam Gase, one of the reasons you got from ownership, they said one of the top reasons that they hired Gase was that he's got experience. And not just that he has experience, but he has experience in the AFC East. Well, that's the kind of thing that means you need results immediately. Because that's really, that's really the type of thing that only matters year one, you know, maybe year two. You know, by year two, you know, by year three, any coach you hire is going to have experience and have experience in the AFC. So when you when you make that comment, when you say that, well, we got we hired this guy because he knows the division, because he's got experience as a head coach, what you're really saying is that we're expecting results immediately, or at least that's that should be the expectation, don't you think? So big year for the Jets, and we are. Uh, Starting today, I guess. I guess you know today's kind of the first day of the new year where the team hits the practice field for the first time. And at the time we're recording this show, it's a little bit before training camp uh, gets underway. We it kind of starts with a cloud overhead because for the second straight year we are looking at the potential for the team's first-round pick to be a holdout. At the time we are recording this, Quinn and Williams is unsigned. Um, so, that's, you know, Jets may, that, that might be a story that overshadows the start of training camp a bit. Of course, you may remember Sam Darnold missed the first couple of days of practice last year as the Jets, uh, and he struggled to reach terms on a deal. Now, I will say this. This is not as big of a deal as it was last year because of the nature of the positions these guys play. Sam Darnold, you know, was the new fr- he was the new franchise player for the Jets a year ago. And he look, he still is, but not just and not just that, but Sam Darnold was in a competition with Teddy Bridgewater and Josh McCown to be the opening day starting quarterback and you know the quarterback position 
is much more complex than the defensive line, uh, you know, especially for a rookie. Darnold had to go in. He needed to show he could master the playbook. He needed to get experience. He needed, he needed reps under his belt. He needed to show that he needed to gain chemistry with the receiving core. I mean, there's so many things that matter at the quarterback position. You don't want to fall behind, especially as a young player. So there was really a sense of urgency a year ago, and they fortunately the Jets and Darnold reached an agreement after he missed a few practices. Now he missed a no, any practice he missed was too many, but it was he did not fall far enough behind that it precluded him from winning the starting quarterback job. But you know they, we were getting close to the point where perhaps it would have had an impact. And again, because there's just so much there's so much complexity for quarterbacks, especially a young guy. Not the same thing with Quinn and Williams. The defensive line, obviously, you know, the, the assignments are just not as complex. Um, you know, I mean, in a lot of cases, it's just get up the field, beat your man. Um, and, you know, uh, the the stuff that is complex comes down to film study. You know, what plan is Quinn and what, what move is he going to use against a, a given o- a offensive lineman that he's matched up against? Quinn Williams doesn't really need to learn a whole lot to be able to step in. I mean, he is expected to be a plug-and-play player. So it's not as big of a deal. I mean, if Quinton Williams can miss some practices here or there, you would still expect him to go step in and play a big role on day one. He doesn't need, this camp is less important for his development. He doesn't need to prove as much, and there just is not as much for him to do. So it's not as big of a deal as Darnold was a year ago. Now, with that said, I mean, what else? Can, Jets, come on, guys. We we got to be smarter than this. Jets, we got to be smarter than this. This is just, you can't keep doing this year after year. And the fact that this has now happened under a second general manager suggests to me that the issue is, you know, probably this is coming down to ownership. And we know, we've I mean, look, we've discussed this, the ways in which ownership has been an impediment to this team in the past. And maybe... We owe Mike McCagnan a little apology for the Sam Darnold situation last year because, again, this is happening a second straight year. Why is it every other – I mean, I know Roquan Smith held out last year. I know there's been a little bit of controversy with Bosa's contract. But, I mean, why is it every other team in the league can get their first-round picks in on time? Why why is it the Jets – why are the Jets the only team that can't do this? I mean, geez, guys, come on. Get your act together, guys. Uh, it's it, it's come to, what it comes down to. The reports are that this is just about the the timing of the signing bonus payments. It's not even last year, like last year, where there were some minuscule contract provisions that Darnold and the team were disagreeing with. Now that was bad. That wasn't good when the the, the, the Jets were Darnold were the Jets were taking a hard line on provisions that did not really matter that much. But this is not even that. What's happening right now is essentially Quinn and Williams is getting. Quinton Williams, we know how much money he's getting in the signing post. That's not up for negotiation because of the rookie wage scale. You know, he's getting around $21 million as a signing bonus, no matter what, around 21.6, 21.68, I think, may be the, the exact number. He's getting that no matter what. That's the amount of money he's getting in the signing post. That, that is non-negotiable. The only thing that they're negotiating is when does he receive it? The Jets want to defer a lot of that money. Jets want to pay him a lot of that money later. Williams wants it up front. I and mean, this is just ridiculous. Come on, guys. This is, I mean, Jets, you can afford to give the man his money. I would hope you can afford to give the man his money, Jets. 
I mean, this is not the type of thing that should keep a guy out of training. And again, part of the reason I think this is ownership is I really doubt Joe Douglas cares when Quinn and Williams gets his money. I mean, this is, comes down to Jets. Come on, just write the check. And it's, it sounds like, I mean, it doesn't really sound like there's that much money out there that's um, that's holding this thing up. So, I mean, geez, guys, come on. Get your act together. Just get this guy into camp. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit and no waiting at the pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. That's blue like the color B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. You get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. We're here locked on Jets on the first day of school. It's the first day of training camp in the year 2019. Practices set to get underway this morning as the Jets start preparing for the 2019 season. And, you know, by the time you're listening to this, the Jets may be practicing already. And hopefully that first segment will be rendered obsolete and hopefully cooler heads will prevail and the Jets will get their first round pick into training camp. A um, number of transactions have been made by the Jets since last we spoke. Uh, nothing huge you know nothing humongous but um some things worth mentioning jets have brought in a couple of tight ends um of course the tight end position not very deep for this team behind chris herndon chris herndon a guy who he'll be missing the first four games of this season due to a suspension and jets are looking for big things for him this year i mean i think there's a chance he eventually becomes the go-to guy. I mean, I think it's potent, it's possible. I'm not saying it will happen, but I think it's possible that he's the guy the Jets eventually run the passing game through when he returns. Uh, you can't. I, I don't think. I think it's easy to understate how good he was as a rookie. He was. You know, that was a very, very promising rookie year that Herndon had. But the Jets need to prepare for life without Herndon in the first quarter of the season and. Yeah, they certainly could use a better second tight end. So they bring in Ryan Griffin, a former Texans tight end. And then they also brought in a guy. They brought back a guy who was actually in camp with them last year. A year ago, he was known as Bucky Hodges. Now he's Temuchin Hodges. Um, he's a guy that the Vikings drafted in the late rounds a couple of years ago. He's bounced around the league. He's spent a stint with Carolina, stint with Pittsburgh. Um, so Jets bring in a couple tight ends. Not, nothing that's really going to move the needle, I wouldn't think. Uh, Griffin might be now the most accomplished tight end on the roster, but uh, now, not if Hern, once Herndon's out, Griffin will become the most accomplished tight end in the ro- on the roster. He actually has a 50-catch season to his name, but... Again, not a guy who's really going to move the needle for this football team. I mean, all the reports out of Houston were that. I mean, this guy has had some catches, but he tends to be kind of a check-down, dump-off target who was not very explosive after the catch. You know, So even when he puts up numbers, he's not a guy who's really stretching the field. And you know, the, other, the other word about him is that he's just not a very good blocker. So 
Yeah, which is you know, what you'd expect a guy who's available this time of year. You know, you have to re- you have to remember every team has 90 players right now. So if a guy's on signed right now, that mean you know, that means he's not good enough to be on any team's 90 man roster. Not just we're not just talking 53. You know, in season, if you're if you're available and you're not good enough to be on a team's 53 man roster, odds are you're not really going to be very helpful. Now, now the guys who are available are not on anybody's 90-man roster. They're not good enough to be the top 90 on any team. So you're available right now. Odds are you're really, really not going to be very helpful. Um, but Jets do bring in Griffin. And then Hodges is a guy who, well, I'm not going to lie, I was a fan of his. I had heard good things about him from some people in the scouting community I know. Um, he was a he, he was a prospect from Virginia Tech and actually had a pretty big combine back in 2017 um and it and he's a you know he's a kind of a physical specimen very big very athletic um but he has not put it together in the nfl and you know any excitement i may have or any excitement i might have had is very is tempered by the fact that well a four teams have already cut him in two years and you know that you don't cut guys that you think are super promising and maybe one team makes a mistake. You know, it's possible one team makes a mistake, but the more teams give up on you, the lower the odds are that, that they're all making mistakes. It yes, it's plausible. It's look, it's it's plausible that Hodges puts it together. It's plausible he puts he, he proves these teams wrong, but I think it's kind of unlikely. Um, the, I mean, the other thing you have to consider is that he spent a, a brief stretch with the Jets last summer. Last spring and summer, they cut him. He, he had him we are actually approaching the one-year anniversary of them, of the Jets cutting him. I think it was one year ago at some point this week. The Jets did not have a, an overly deep group at tight end a year ago. He did not really last that long in training camp a year ago. So, I mean, I think that shows you, I mean, he, not, not just that he failed to make the team a year ago, it's that he failed to make it out of training camp. That kind of shows you where... He is. I think this is. A, I think when, when we're talking about Hodges, we're talking about a guy who would be probably more of a competitor for a practice squad sp- spot. A guy who's more of a competitor for you know the end of the back of the roster. I don't think we're looking at a guy who's going to contribute. I don't think we are really looking at a guy who is going to be in the mix for a lot of playing time unless something dramatic happens, unless something unexpected happens. I don't I don't think this is a guy who's gonna have much of an impact on the New York Jets in the year twenty nineteen. I think we're we're looking for he's kind of a camp body, so to speak, in spite of the physical attributes. Now can he if he puts it all together, maybe it'll be a different story. But you know, as I say frequently Everybody's. I mean, some guys are more athletic than others, but you can't just win on athleticism, raw athleticism in the NFL because nobody. You know, there are very few players out there, and we're talking about the best of the only the best of the best can physically dominate in the NFL. Everybody's fast. Everybody's big. Everybody's athletic to some on some level in the NFL. And the, and the differences there are not that not so great that you can just rely solely on your athleticism. So. All that's to say, the tight end position. Hey, look, I'll give them credit. They're trying to find guys. You know, they're trying to bring guys in, and I'm sure that they'll bring other people in to try and address this this spot on the field. But uh, they got to keep looking. I'm not sure that either of these guys is really going to address the position. You know, full full credit. At least you're, at least we're bringing guys in here. At least we're not sitting on our hands. But 
I think you know something. The Jets want to improve this position. This is probably not this. This alone will probably not be sufficient. Locked on Jets podcast. It is the first day of training. Well, the first day of practices. You know, everybody's got a different first day. I mean, there was the day last week when the rookies were were supposed to report. There was reporting day yesterday. But this is the first for me. This is the first day of training camp. This is the first day of practices. Um, if you know, we we talked a little bit about the Quinn and Williams situation. We talked about some of the guys the Jets have signed. Worth noting some of the players the Jets have placed on various lists. Um, Marcus May and Brandon Bryant will begin camp on the physically unable to perform list. A couple safeties. May is more notable than Bryant is. And physically unable to perform list, um, well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It means these guys are not able to practice at this point. Typically what happens is you uh, you have what's known as a conditioning test. And, you know, whether it's... You're supposed to run 100, 150 yards six different times, and you're timed, and you have to beat a certain time or something. So something along those lines, where you you, you do a bunch of high intensity sprints, t- typically, or you know there could be other exercises. You do a bunch of high intensity sprints, and you have to do in short order, and you have to beat a certain time frame based on what your position is. Um, if you are unable to do that, you go to the physically unable to perform list. And if you're injured, obviously you're not going to be able to do that. So that test is a good is a good indicator that you're over your injury. Um, now, the physically unable to perform list, if, in training camp, you can come off it the second you're healthy. The second you can perform the conditioning test, you can come off it. So a player starting on the physically unable to perform list, not a huge deal. If it carries into the season, you have to miss six weeks. So if you stay on the physically unable to perform list after training camp into the regular season, you're out the first six weeks at least. So that's that becomes a bigger deal. But at the start of camp, it's not that big of a deal. Obviously, a big year for Marcus May looking to show he's healthy. So, you know, you'd like to see him at healthy for the start of camp. You wouldn't you don't like to see him start on the pup list when he's in the season where he needs to show he's healthy. You don't want to see him start on an injured list. But ultimately... We need more to panic about this. I don't think it's necessarily the, the biggest deal in the world. Um, but, you know, something something that bears watching. Um, also, the NFI list, the non-football injury list, bless Austin, will start there, the sixth-round pick. No shock there. This is a guy coming off multiple ACL tears. So, you know, then again, we're not really blown away by that. Brian Poole, the the guy who's projected to be the slot corner, and Toa Lobodon, uh, an offensive lineman, are also on the NFI list. Poole is worth watching. Again, we'll see what that is. Again, it's not worth getting upset over in July because, again, it might just be a minor injury. It might just be something that he he might just come off that list early. So not worth getting panicked over. But, of course, Poole is expected to have a pretty big role on this defense this year. So something that does bear watching, something we, we need to check out, um, you know, something definitely worth. Again, again, there are two players now on this team in the secondary who are starting the offseason or starting the, the training camp on the injured list. It's always worth watching. We'll see how long they last. Again, they could come off these lists tomorrow. It's not necessarily the, the biggest deal in the world. And finally, we're going to see some familiar faces around the Jets uh, this offseason. Uh, a couple of former Jets, DeBrickishaw Ferguson, Calvin Pace, are going to be uh, interns in the scouting department. 
former Steelers receiver Heinz Ward is going to be a coaching intern. Now, these guys are not going to have big, uh, big roles. Again, these are internships. You know, you know what, an, what an internship is. It's something that teaches you. It's something that, that uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something you use to get, to, it's kind of your way to get your foot in the door. It's something just to get the most basic of experiences. So these guys are not going to have big roles. I mean, DeBrick Shaw is not going to be up there making wheeling and dealing and making trades. Neither is Pace, and you know Heinz Ward is not going to be calling plays in preseason, but it's a chance for them to get kind of get some experience if they want to pursue this. Um, another guy who's going to be a uh, who's going to have a coaching uh, internship is uh, David Clowney, who you may remember, and this is going to be a good guy to have around in the preseason because he's he maybe he's a Jets preseason legend in 08, 2008, 2009. He was unstoppable as a wide receiver. This guy was a preseason Hall of Famer, so it'll be good to have him around as a in the preseason. But he'll be around as a coaching intern, and yeah, we'll we'll see whether their names pop up in the future. Again, it's not going to have a ton of consequence this year, but one of the things I think is it's always important is always keep your eye out for coaching and scouting talent. We always talk about the need to develop young players. Well, it's also important to to find and cultivate coach young coaches and, and scouts. So those are some of the names who will be part of the organization at least for training camp again not you know you're not you're not going to see um you know high level strategy meetings between DeBrickshaw and Calvin Pace on the, you know who the Jets keep on the final 53 but it's a chance for them to kind of learn the craft and fi- find out whether this is something they want to be involved in and you know who knows maybe we'll see them in the front office maybe we'll see Ward and uh, Clowney on the coaching staff at some point in the future that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it. You have many different ways you can do that. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And leave the show a good review. We certainly appreciate it. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more training camp.